0: Taiwan has reported 15 new local cases, including eight infections, linked to Kaohsiung's port cluster. Four cases could be traced to a hotel in Yilan, and three more were found at a free trade zone in Taoyuan.
1: All the new infections are close contacts of people previously diagnosed. Over the past two days, the domestic spread has shown signs of slowing down. But the CCC says it's not letting down its guard and is still taking every outbreak seriously.
2: Although we should all be glad that case numbers are lower, we're not yet out of danger.
1: Taiwan
3: reported 15 local COVID infections on Monday. Eight were in connection to a cluster at Kaohsiung port. There are three port workers, two contractors, a mother and son working at a nearby shop, and a relative of a previously diagnosed port worker.
2: We think there may be more infected people aboard the Xinguang. That might be where the first wave of infections originated. The second wave may have affected areas for ship maintenance and shipbuilding. We're expanding screening in the community outside of the so-called red zone.
3: On Sunday, an employee at the Evergreen Resort Hotel in Ilan's Jiaoxi Township tested positive for COVID. Four other employees were confirmed positive on Monday.
2: Among the four cases added, one is the girlfriend of the case announced yesterday, and the other three are his colleagues. There are two possibilities. One is that they were infected by relatives or friends, people they meet regularly. The second is that the virus was brought by a traveler from elsewhere. After all, they are service workers who are in direct contact with customers their relatives and contacts have all tested negative. Of course, there are many who are now in self-health management. We will wait for more results to come out before making further assessments. If they all test negative, then the cluster must have a different source.
3: Over in Taoyuan, three local cases were confirmed. One was in connection to the Union Bank cluster, while two were from the COVID-hit ASCII Computer Corporation. A CECC official warned that more cases will come from Taoyuan the following day.
2: 明天. Tomorrow, a second round of tests will be conducted at the Free Trade Zone's value added park. I believe that many people will be diagnosed. Tomorrow, we will require on site testing for all park employees who are not already in quarantine. Oh, 10日, oh, 曾经在这个, oh, people who worked at the Free Trade Zone's worst hit companies, ASCII embrace Grace's technology, prior to January 10th should come forward for testing as soon as possible. 像是报关行. For instance, this includes customs brokers, freight forwarders, and logistics fleets.
3: The Taoyuan city government and the CECC are urging people to come forward for testing so that hidden chains of transmission can be uncovered.
1: The CCC's 20th round of vaccination opened on Monday nationwide. Taipei arranged for two new vaccine clinics to meet the soaring demand for boosters.
0: During an inspection tour of a new clinic, Taipei's deputy mayor warned that Moderna was overbooked in the 20th vaccination round, which means about 20,000 people will miss out on a shot. But he said that Taipei will offer an additional vaccination session during Spring Festival.
3: Here at this vaccination station in the East Metro Mall, there's a steady trickle of people coming to get boosters.
2: You can't get an appointment for Moderna anymore. Now that the epidemic is getting a bit serious, I thought I'd come to get Pfizer. (laughs) You should protect yourself and protect others, so I thought it was important to come and get some added protection.
3: With local cases on the rise, there's a renewed stampede for shots. This Taipei clinic was opened just in time for the 20th round of vaccination. Taipei Deputy Mayor Tsai Bing Quinn made an inspection tour of the site on Monday. the East Metro Mall Clinic will inoculate about 1,000 people a day. It will administer Pfizer in all sessions except one on Monday afternoon, which provided Medigen. Every session in the round has been booked to capacity. During his inspection tour, the deputy mayor said that 157,000 people have appointments to get Moderna in this vaccination round. He warned that Taipei was still short by 1,000 vials, which means it won't be able to honor the bookings of nearly 20,000 people.
2: This is these figures have already been explained to the central government.
3: Although it's short on Moderna, the city will have leftover Pfizer and Medigen after the 20th vaccination round. City officials are making plans to use up the stock over Spring Festival.
2: D&T and After we took inventory of Pfizer and Medigen, we found that the supplies were sufficient. So now we are leaning toward holding clinics over Spring Festival. According to our surveys, there are about 50 or 60 contracted clinics that are willing to hold clinics for three days, from February 4th to 6th. That would be the 4th, 5th and 6th days of the new lunar year. They are willing to open to serve the public.
3: The first batch of 10,000 COVID treatment pills has arrived. This first delivery touched down in Taoyuan Monday morning. Wrapped inside is the first batch of Merck's oral COVID drug, which is to be administered within five days of symptom onset. It will be used on patients with severe risk factors. On Monday, the CECC said that the drug is not suitable for everyone due to its side effects.
2: It has an effect on genetic material. In animal experiments, it was found to cause fetal harm. It is not suitable to administer Merck's pill to breastfeeding women or pregnant women in situations like that, or in young children.
3: Doctors said the pill poses risks for pregnant women, but that it still appears effective in reducing COVID hospitalizations for other groups. With Omicron on the prowl, Merck's pill opens up a new avenue for treatment. Nearly 60%
0: of Americans believe U.S. President Joe Biden should defend Taiwan in the event of a Chinese attack. That's according to a survey conducted this month by U.S.-based polling company, Jafargar Group. When asked if Biden should use U.S. military assets to defend Taiwan, 58.1% of respondents answered yes.
1: But when asked if Biden should intervene in the conflict between Ukraine and Russia. Only 15 percent of respondents favored deploying troops. 30 percent wanted the U.S. to exert diplomatic pressure only. In Taiwan, one expert says Americans are more motivated to defend Taiwan due to its geostrategic importance. Let's hear from him.
2: Geopolitically speaking, Ukraine's position is still far behind Taiwan's. Every year, about two fifths of the world's freight passes through the South China Sea and areas surrounding the Taiwan Strait. If an incident were to occur in the Strait or South China Sea, the world economy will see a massive impact.
1: The defense expert says that China's military expansion threatens waterways in the South China Sea, directly affecting U.S. interests. He says that as a result, the U.S. must prioritize Taiwan, which is positioned on the front line of its strategic region. Taiwan lawmakers have launched a bipartisan group to deepen the friendship between Taiwan and the European Union.
0: The Taiwan Europe Interparliamentary Amity Association is led by DPP lawmaker Tsai Shiying its members include independent lawmaker Freddie Lim and KMT lawmaker Charles Chen. At the inauguration ceremony, lawmakers hailed recent advances in Taiwan-EU relations
2: a new parliamentary friendship association was inaugurated on Monday. At the launch ceremony, lawmaker Tsai Shiying and the EU's representative to Taiwan exchanged gifts. The atmosphere was convivial, reflecting warming relations between the two sides.
3: At the U.S.-EU summit, the two sides reiterated the importance of peace and stability in the Taiwan Strait. We are also very grateful that in October, The European Parliament adopted a report on EU-Taiwan political relations and cooperation. Ties between Taiwan and the EU are making great advances and we hope the relationship between the two in various fields can continue deepening in the future. For the uh, European
2: Union, uh, Taiwan is a reliable and valued like-minded partner in the region. The Pacific region is becoming increasingly important for the European Union. The EU is stepping up strategic engagement in and with uh, the Indo-Pacific, bilaterally, uh, including with Taiwan, uh, regionally as well as as multilaterally." The representative said that the EU should further strengthen its ties with Taiwan and the Indo-Pacific to deter a Chinese attack on Taiwan. Over the past few years, the EU has solidified its friendship with Taiwan. Last year, the EU passed several pro-Taiwan provisions. Last November, a delegation from the European Parliament visited Taiwan former envoy to the EU, Tseng Heran, said he was very moved by the recent developments.
3: Last year, the European Parliament passed 13 pro-Taiwan resolutions. The one we're most familiar with was approved in October. It was called the EU-Taiwan Political Relations and Cooperation Report. It marked the first time that the European Parliament passed an official text on its relations with the government of Taiwan. It was extremely significant.
0: That's why we call Japan, India, New Zealand,
1: Australia asked to the European Union to stand up against Chinese aggression
0: towards the state of quo of Taiwan in the the international community.
2: The chairman and vice-chair of the European Parliament-Taiwan Friendship Group addressed the lawmakers via a pre-recorded video. As like-minded partners in democracy and human rights, Europe and Taiwan are growing closer and closer.
0: Butterfly migration is a unique aspect of winter in Taiwan. But for one butterfly species, life has gotten a big shape up after Typhoon Morakot in 2009. Habitats in Taidong that had supported the milkweed species for generations were suddenly unfit to be a home.
1: Now, butterfly experts are delighted to see the species returning to the area. The picky creatures can only live in a healthy environment, they say, so that means seeing the milkweeds coming back is a sign of ecological healing. Butterflies as far as the eye can see,
3: enough to make you swoon. Taiwan's milkweed species is one of only two butterfly species in the world that migrate in the winter. In years gone by, they would fly to Taidong in December. But in 2009's Typhoon Morakot, many trees in the butterfly's habitat were destroyed. After 10 years of rehabilitation, the habitat is gradually returning to its healthy state, and the milkweeds are coming home for the winter again, one by one.
2: In the last few years, something rather unusual occurred, which is because of Typhoon Morricot, for the last 10 years or so, our habitats have been gradually regenerating.
3: This butterfly expert says milkweeds struggle to find habitats. In the north, they need good cover to shelter themselves from the northeast monsoon winds. They need lots of trees and leafy foliage, too. That means their return to the area is a good indicator of serious ecological recovery.
2: Their survival is threatened by these things, so that's why we should preserve the remaining habitats better for these butterflies and protect their ecology.
3: These habitats support hundreds of thousands of butterflies. They all need special protection. Experts warn that crashing about in a space can disturb the butterfly's habitat. If you do go out looking for these winged beasts, make sure to respect their hard-won homes so that we can all see the butterflies back here again next year.
0: Activists have launched a new campaign to change Taiwan's name in the Olympics. They're calling for the national team to compete under the name Taiwan at the upcoming Olympics instead of using the name Chinese Taipei.
1: In 2018, former Olympian Ji Zin launched a referendum petition on the same issue, but the proposal was rejected by 54.8% of the vote. But this time around, activists are optimistic that there's enough social momentum for change. <laughs> Standing outside the Legislative Yuan,
3: activists stand in a neat file chanting slogans. They announce a new referendum campaign to change Taiwan's Olympic name.
2: It is important that Taiwan competes under its real name in Paris because Chinese Taipei does not exist. We want our athletes to compete for their country under their country's true name. Let's succeed in a referendum initiative that belongs to the nativist movement, one that belongs to the progressive movement. Taiwan's name at the Paris Olympics is a great issue. Changing it would allow the world to see Taiwan. It would allow the people of Taiwan to take pride in their own name.
3: In 2018, former Olympian Ji Zhen launched a referendum on changing Taiwan's Olympic name in Tokyo. The proposal was rejected, as only 45.2 percent of the votes cast, or 4.76 million votes, were in favor of the name change. Now, activists are about to launch a fresh push, this time ahead of the Paris Olympics.
2: Two years ago, during the Tokyo campaign, misinformation had led some athletes to oppose a name change. The outcome of that referendum was not ideal. But Russia's participation under the name ROC is an example we can use to give our athletes some peace of mind. The results of the referendums are only binding for the relevant agencies, for our government. Our 2018 campaign for the Tokyo Olympics didn't pass, but many people came out and supported the motion. More crucially, during the Tokyo Olympics last year, people instinctively drew a distinction between Taiwan and China. Today, we, the people of Taiwan, are standing here with a request. We want the right to take part in international society under our preferred name. That name is Taiwan.
3: The activists called for the public to let Taiwan be Taiwan so that Taiwan can be seen by the international community.
1: Lawmakers have passed tighter penalties for drunk driving. Drunk drivers who don't cause an accident will face a maximum prison sentence of three years, up from two.
0: Repeat offenders will get their name, photo, and offense released to the public starting from the second infraction within 10 years. People riding with a drunk driver will also face stiffer fines. The new legislation raises the heaviest penalty from 3000 to 15000 NT dollars. The year of the tiger is just days away now and the Taipei flower market is celebrating as never before.
1: From January 27th until Lunar New Year's Eve, the market will operate 24-7, giving flower lovers unlimited chances to find the perfect petal. A pop-up market will also sell farmers' goods such as fruit and veg. <laughs>
2: Colorful flowers fill the space. New Year is here and flower markets are in their element. (laughs) Chinese bellflowers, lilies, rhododendrons, and chrysanthemums. Baskets of lucky flowers are one of the most popular New Year gifts. Taipei Flower Market is holding a New Year Street event and will be open 24 7 for five days. From January 27th to New Year's Eve on January 31st, Taiwan's largest flower market will operate around the clock. Flower lovers are already swooning. All the many types of New Year arrangements will be on sale, and stallkeepers say this year will be more fabulous than ever.
3: The quality is very high this year because the weather's been so good. Orchids have risen in price about 20%, similar to general consumer prices.
2: Sales of flowers and bonsai have grown, but the pandemic has meant bonsai supply is smaller than in years past. The Agriculture and Food Agency says that although the trendy orchids have risen 20 percent, most flower prices are little changed.
3: Apart from the sales of flowers, we also have a New Year Good Street. This is following the tradition of the past five years. We will also have 23 stalls in total on the second floor of Taipei Flower Market Building A, where we'll be selling farmer specialties.
2: The New Year hastens towards us, and the nation's biggest flower cornucopia is gearing up for a five-day extravaganza. If you have a longing for a dash of color to brighten up your home over the winter, it couldn't be easier to find a perfect arrangement.
1: Most of us have not visited the airport in a while now, but even while terminals are quiet, the buildings need looking after. Have you ever wondered who looks after Taiwan Taoyuan International Airport's incredible vertical glass roof?
0: Tonight, let's meet the repair team who brave wind and rain to climb up there week in and week out. Without them, the landmark would soon be in ruins.
2: Buckle up your harness and hold tight to the rail. Workers ride a construction car up to the top of the airport roof before climbing carefully out. There, they attach more safety ropes and get to work in the doorway to Taiwan. There have been one too many leaks inside the airport on rainy days. These special forces are here to sort it out, patching up the holes in the glass roof above the terminal.
3: The sea winds are quite strong here at the Taoyuan airport. Aluminum sheets often come out of place because of the wind or get slightly deformed, which causes cracks in the seams between the glass. So now we've instituted a bi-weekly inspection of the whole airport, terminals 1 and 2, and the north and south concourses.
2: The roof of the airport has an unusual design, almost vertical at the top. Workers have to be athletic, getting off the construction car and relying on climbing ropes to stay safe.
3: This glass is really quite dangerous. It's not like typical glass, which would have a shorter surface. This horizontal surface is quite psychologically challenging. Some people can't bear to get on it. At its steepest, it is 90 degrees. At every inspection, we have to carefully find a way to let down our safety equipment from above. The repair personnel have to wear safety harnesses on their backs, and we have to do a certain amount of psychological preparation with them, because it's extremely high up and quite dangerous work.
2: Finally in place, they can squirt on cleaning agents and clean the glass with water jets and long-handled mops. Cleaning is a vital part of maintenance work. These special forces work out of sight, but without them, the show would not go on.
0: The national table tennis team has just gotten younger than ever. For the men, 13-year-old Guo Hong has become the youngest player ever to qualify for the national team.
1: While wow, for the women, 14-year-old Ye Yi Tian has also made the team. Her coach says she plays naturally without the same pressures that can reset older players.
3: Eyes on the ball, stands firm on the ground. This is junior high student Guo Guanhong. At a tender age, he bested two national team athletes, Li Xingyang and Dai Mingwei, to book his place on the team.
2: I'm amazed. I didn't expect him to be so hardworking. He's very determined. I think Yang Guo has a kind of devotion to table tennis.
3: As the national table tennis team qualifiers drew to a close, Guo set a new record, surpassing his predecessors Jiang Hongjie and Ling Yunru. At 13 years old, he is the youngest player to ever qualify for the national adult team. But he was an underdog at the start of the tournament.
2: He's very self-disciplined in training. He thinks about how to achieve what the coach expects. I keep training when I'm tired. I don't want to say I'm tired.
3: Guo has talent and stamina, too. He was already standing out on court in elementary school, on the women's team, equally full of promise is Ye Yitian, who turned 14 last month. Originally from Shenzhou, she won her place on the team this year and is coached by Zhuang Zhishiong, the brother of legendary player Zhuang
2: Zhiyuan. She's still young. Her mindset is all about winning. So she doesn't have any stress in herself, and she performs quite naturally. I started table tennis because I saw my big brother playing. Then we played together. I'm happy to get on the team.
3: These two junior high school athletes are playing at an elite level before the pressures of high school even hit them. Could these be the Olympians of tomorrow? For now, they're just focused on the next point and the next.